morning, everybody. I hope your Wednesday morning is going well so far. Um, we are just continuing our live stream, our podcast, just talking about being rooted. And that's what, what this is all about. We, we, we believe that if you focus in Scripture, if you devote yourself to Scripture and devote yourself to um, just following Jesus and being rooted in that, we will live a life you know, closer to what God's will is. And that's our whole goal. That's what we want. And, you know, we've, we've switched from doing a kind of a going through a book of the Bible, going verse by verse. And we've, we've kind of gone by topics now. And I think we're going we're gonna to roll with this for a little longer. And uh, we're going to see kind of where it takes us, if, if that's okay. Um, if we, we think going back to Scripture-based is, is what we need to do, then we'll do that. But I got a few, we have a few topics that we can talk about, and I, I think that's going to be a really, good, a really good idea for a little while. So uh, today I want to talk about, and, and if you want to continue this conversation in the comments, um, if, you're, if you're listening to this now or you watch this later you, or you listen to this later, um, you're welcome to send me uh, a message or an email or, or, a, or a comment here, and, and we can continue the conversation. Um, post this. I know a lot of people don't listen uh, right when this comes out, but listen later on. Uh, but today I want to talk about the church a little bit. Um, you know, last week we talked about deconstruction and just kind of bridge the surface on why a lot of uh, the younger people, when I say younger people, that's not really, that's not really right. They're, you know, they're adults now, um, kind of walking away from traditional evangelical Christian churches and kind of doing something else. So I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about the church. Like, what is it? Do we need it? Do you individually need it? Um, what was it designed to be? How did it become what it is today? And there's just a lot to that. And there's a lot of history behind that. I mean, we are over 2,000 years of, of church history now. And they've just trying to figure out along the way of what's right, what's wrong. And we've seen examples of things that have done really well. And we've also seen those same congregations or those same churches um, do things that aren't poor, uh, that aren't good and that are poor. Um, so do we need the church? Like, do we need church today? And when I say this, this is this is in America. Um, this is in my context. This is not in anybody else, anybody else's context. And I'm I will say right now that no, you do not need a traditional church building, like when you're driving down uh, Nicholsville Road or Harrisburg Road, or you're, you're going off New Circle anywhere in Lexington. In our context, no, you don't need need that. Um, now I say that with a lot of background. When I say that, um, that's the very sh that's the short answer, but you can't just stop there. You cannot. Um, so we're going to go back to um, what they did in the early church. So right after Jesus ascended back into heaven, uh, Pentecost happened fifty days after Jesus left, where people received the Holy Spirit, and then they started this fellowship of believers. And this is a very, very good uh, starting point. And a lot of people are kind of going back to this, this verse and kind of stopping here. Um, but we're going to talk about that more now. You can't just, you can't just stop here and, and, and kind of see. 
So this is what uh, Acts 2, 42 through, I think, 47 says. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and wonders by the signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who was in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God with everything, uh, the, the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily. Now, this is kind of what we take, and this is what, uh, especially the church that, that, that I pastor and uh, other churches that I've attended in the past, this is kind of the model that we've tried to take. So on a Sunday morning, you kind of see some of these aspects in it. Now, it's very abbreviated, and it's, and it's very short, and sometimes we don't spend enough time on certain parts, um, but we do our best with the time that we have on Sunday mornings. So when you, when you show up to church, you're supposed to have some fellowship time. Sometimes they have coffee or donuts, and you kind of sit in the lobby or, or around the seat that you have, and you kind of catch up with your, with your friends that you hadn't probably seen for a couple days, and you just catch up on life. You just kind of have this fellowship. You see how each other's doing. You, you laugh. You cry. You hug. And you're just kind of a part of each other's life. Like that is a fellowship that we see. Um, and then the service starts, and we and we like to uh, we like to sing praises to Jesus and to God. We uh, we try our best. Sometimes we fail at this, uh, but we try to do our best to choose songs that are very vertical in in the way that we sing them. So it's it's us giving praise to God. It's not the other way around. It's not about us. It's not about what we receive. It's it, we we try our best. Sometimes we fail at this, but we try to do our best to give everything to God in that moment. We give our praises to Him, saying how great He is, how how we can't do anything without Him, um, how He is worthy of our praise, how He's the only only God, and and we we thank Him for uh, His Son Jesus who came on the cross. We like to talk about Jesus' death on the cross and the grace. Um, and how great that is. Like we love to sing out a, around other people how great Jesus is. Um, and then we normally, some churches, specifically mine, we uh, break bread together in a very, very small, a very, very small way. We have uh, bread and we have the juice and we remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, um, which we see in the in the later parts of the gospel message where he's with his apostles and he asks them, Whenever you take this, these elements, do this in remembrance of me, and we try to do that to the best of our ability. Um, in the scripture, it also says that they sold property and possessions to help those in need. Um, we do a, a similar thing to this. Now, this is a lot of the stuff probably happens outside of our Sunday morning, uh, but we do collect uh, money and we do direct that to helping our communities, helping our school systems. Um, helping people that are in need in the church and out of the church. We, we really try to do that. Um, uh, we also have special things that pop up where um, there are needs, and we, we try to collect and facilitate to the best of our ability helping those. So we just had you know stuff in eastern Kentucky. Last year we had stuff in uh, southern central Kentucky with, with the tornadoes, and um, I've seen a lot of churches spring up and try to help to the best of their ability, sending teams down, collecting food, collecting water, collecting clothes, and anything that um, kind of the 
the professionals of those times are telling us to collect. We, we really try uh, to do that. And uh, we also see that they gathered together um, in the temple courts and they just had fellowship. Um, so afterwards, we, you know, we hang around. A lot of people go out to lunch together afterwards. And we kind of that is what we have designed the church to be. That is what we gather every Sunday morning to do. And that is the bare bones of the church. Um, a lot of church plants, um, we're, I'm a part of a church plant, that's kind of like what you get on a Sunday morning. Now, the older the church becomes, the more people they get, the more financially stable they get, they allow for a lot more aspects. So maybe they, they add a midweek thing where people gather together, facilitate that. Um, maybe they add different ministries, different Bible studies, different um, things that do cost money or do not uh, cost money. Um, but kind of the more volunteer base you get, kind of the expansive nature you can become. Um, but the one thing that the early church did not consider, and it's, it, it, I love how they did not consider this at the beginning. And maybe they did, and they, maybe they didn't just write it in Scripture. Um, but the one thing they did not consider was sin. Like the fact that the church can start, there can be a fellowship of believers, they can break bread together, they can have, it says that they had everything in common. Um, they sold property and possessions to help, and they spent time, uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but they actually spent time going into the city and trying to do healings. They tried to elevate people from their current position towards Christ um, to give uh, a new life and share the gospel message. They made sure that they always shared whenever they did something that the reason that they're doing that is because they are, they are new in Christ and that we need to repent and we need to turn to him um, um, and give our life. Uh, they also did that. But the one thing they didn't consider is sin. And it was shortly after this in, in, in the early Acts that they dealt with sin for the very first time. And at least the first time documented. And it was a story uh, with two people. Their names were Ananias and Sapphira. And these people um, were, it seems that they were, you know, slightly wealthy people. They had some property. And they told them, the, the church, that they were going to sell this piece of property and give 100% of the profit uh, to the church to do whatever the church needed to help people in need to do do local missions or local ministry, whatever at the time it needed. And it kind of came out that they kept a portion of that for themselves. There was a bunch of different speculation on why they did this, but it, you can just boil it down to selfishness. Whatever, whatever avenue of selfishness you want to you label this, the reason that they did this was because they wanted something, they wanted something out of it. Um, whether it's people looking at them in favor whether it's the church looking at them in favor, showing off how, how much money they have. Um, maybe they just wanted to sell the property, and putting the church's name on it made it seem even more um, nice to have, or maybe it just got the word out faster that they were selling this property. I whatever it was, um, it did not go well. And there's this sin-selfish aspect of that that kind of took this entire early church format that we, what we just read and kind of blew it to smithereens. They're like, wait, people for the first time are going to think about themselves 
before other people. And we see in Jesus' teaching often about how we're supposed to treat other people. Um, Jesus says we need to value others above ourselves, not looking to our own interests, but to the interests of others. You know, there's a bunch of different teachings in Jesus's, uh, during Jesus' life, and then um, after this, you see even more apostles' teaching that kind of uh, filter through that idea of Jesus' teaching on how we're supposed to treat uh, each other and how we're sup- supposed to treat others. And the one thing that we see in the church is that it is possible, and it is, it does happen, that there is selfishness involved in the church. So in our current day context, you know, do we need the church? Um, the traditional church building? No, I don't think so. But that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to do all the things that we just read about. That doesn't mean you're not supposed to devote yourself to the teaching, to fellowship, of breaking in bread, of having commonality with, with, with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You're not supposed to um, give and sell possessions to value others above what you have. And you're not supposed to stop going into the streets and tell people about Jesus and, and bring them the grace of Jesus, which provides healing in your life. Like, we're not supposed to stop doing those things. We're not supposed to stop making disciples. We're not supposed to stop baptizing people and teaching people to be obedient and faithful to what Jesus taught. We're not supposed to stop doing that. So if you can do all of those things in an outside context of a normal church building, then that's great. You need to continue to do that. But there, it, the option of just sitting by yourself and being frustrated by the church and not doing anything, that's, that doesn't do anybody good. That doesn't, that doesn't provide an answer. That doesn't move anything forward. This doesn't fix any scenarios. So here's a couple different options that you can do. If you're frustrated with the church, if you're a, we, we have a term called de-churched people, um, you can call them, you're going through deconstruction, people who have left the church for this, that, and the other reason, fill in the blank there. Um, not being a part of a community that, do, that does all those things is, is wrong. Like if you, if you wear the, the name badge of Jesus, if you claim to be a Christian, um, those things should naturally flow out of you. You should have that natural desire to do all of those things uh, for people. And in the current day, United States, we call that a church. The gathering of people that believe in Jesus. And together, they accomplish goals of fellowship, of eating together, of helping people in need, of going in the streets and, and providing healing. And those are the things that we have forgotten in the church. You know, the things that we have forgotten. We're really good about gathering together and getting things for ourselves. We're really good about um, putting on parties for ourselves. We're really good uh, about having events that we like. We're really good about uh, having Bible studies that we want to teach. Um, but we've forgotten a couple things. We have forgotten that right after the apostles talked about this in Acts, 
they immediately went into the streets and they provided healing for people. They immediately took people in, in, in their hurt and in their need and any aspect of it, and they provided something for them and shared the name of Jesus of why they were doing that. Whether that was sharing grace so that the, the burden of sin can be uh, released from them or they provide a, a, a help for a physical need and said the reason that they're doing this is because, because of Jesus. Both aspects of that point people to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think we've forgotten that. We have, we've turned outreach into telling people to come to our, our facilities. When if you look, if you think of the term outreach, maybe we should actually leave our position and go into the community, go into the people that are hurting, go to the people that need uh, the, the message of Jesus. That would be considered outreach, not telling people to leave their current position and come to your facility. That's kind of like an inreach, I guess. And the second thing is we, we often forget to point people to Jesus in all aspects. We forget to, that we are supposed to be evangelists for Jesus. We're, we're, we forget that we have this great testimony of before Jesus, Jesus, after Jesus, and what he's done for our life. And we forget to share that with people. Like the greatest thing that we can do and something that we learn from Paul and we learn from the apostles is the, the powerful nature of our testimony. Like that is a gift from God that we have, and we have the ability to tell our story to other people to share that, look, you can get through this. Your current situation, if you allow Jesus to enter into it, this can be the outcome for you. This was the outcome for me, and this can be the outcome for you. Where there was, there was burden and sin, Jesus came in your life, and there's freedom in Christ. And that looks different for every single person, but that is the natural progression of us coming into faith. And we have this great testimony. I've heard crazy stories of, of down in the dumps to being free in Christ. I've heard of, of, of the opposite of people growing up in the church, learning more about Jesus and staying faithful and obedient their entire life, which I think is the greatest testimony of all time, of the continual nature of faithful and obedience through generations of families. That is the most beautiful photo that I can, that I can picture. And then you have the medium ones who uh, were invited by, right in the middle of people who were invited by, by friends who kind of heard about Jesus over time, but, but slowly and, and devoted and became faithful um, to Jesus by in the invitation of a friend or a family member or a coworker. Um, because that person saw that they um, needed the healing and the freeing of Christ. We forget to do that. We really do. I've heard constructive criticism and non-constructive discriticism of the church that it's, it's, it's all about its members. Um, they only spend money on themselves. They love to give parties for themselves. Uh, there's church politics involved of people just getting their way. Um, there's outbreaks and fights and gossip and, and church hurt and, and people taking advantage of other people and 
there are ministers that, that fail, fall from grace, and it hurts people. I mean, you can go down the list of all of these criticisms that the church had received. And what we are supposed to do in the midst of that, like if you're a believer and, and, and you see both sides, or if you've just been, if you've been hurt by the church, or if you are currently in the church and you're just listening to this, I think it's perfectly okay to go back to what we read in Acts 2, 42 through 47. And when sin enters the picture, you don't waver from those things. Like you still do the basics and you never stop doing the basics. And when things get too big and you, you feel like there's, there's just too much stuff coming into the church, um, things that don't have anything to do with Jesus, but just things that we appreciate and, and we want, it's okay to go back to the basics. It's okay to strip things away and say, maybe we just need to fellowship for a while. Maybe we just need to be in each other's homes and break bread for a while. Maybe we need to find more a common understanding in the spirit and not of other things. Maybe we need to give more in this season. Maybe we need to spend time just going outside of the church buildings and, and giving healing to as many people as we can in this season. Maybe we just need to strip away all the excess stuff, and we just need to focus on getting people to hear the message of Jesus, which is the death, burial, and resurrection, and receiving of grace so that we can be healed. Maybe we just need to strip away and do that. And maybe that's the direction of the church. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the direction of the church is not owning a massive facility, but renting a small space to gather, to be intentional for a couple hours a week, and then being overly intentional for the other six days of the week of just sharing Christ to the best of our ability. Maybe that's the future of our church. Maybe it's the other way. Maybe it's the continuing of building these massive facilities and buildings and devoting them to spreading the gospel message through many different avenues. Maybe it's allowing schools to use your facility. Maybe it's basketball leagues and um, the school systems and the, and the government officials and just um, not-for-profits, any, anybody who wants to use your facility to share the message of Jesus, and so you can be a light in the community. Maybe that's the continual movement of the church. But I know that what is, should not continue is a church building that sits empty for a massive facility that sits empty for most of the week where nobody is in it, where it's not being used for ministry, but it's just a landmark of something that you accomplished through tithing. We have churches like that, and maybe we do need to just sell it off and start new. Maybe we need to, to sell off all the property and just, instead of being restricted by a plot of land, just be free to um, gather together in each other's homes, to gather together in a, in a local position, and to break bread and to give and to help those in need. 
maybe that's the direction that we need to that we need to go. I guess we'll see in the next couple of years of of what it turns to. And I'm looking forward to continue to be a pastor during that time. I look forward to leave, leading a community during that time. I look forward to doing that through healing and, and teaching uh, during that time. So I'm going to ask the question again, and we can continue the conversation of, do we need the church? The building? No. But the fellowship and what we read in Acts 2, yes. We need that over and over and over again. Every single day, every single week, you need to never stop doing those things. So I lead a, uh, a church called Elevate Christian Church. We meet every Sunday at 1030 at Lexington Christian Academy off Reynolds Road, and we do these things. It's a very basic church service of fellowship, of breaking of bread, of, of going through the apostles' teaching and the teaching of Jesus. Um. And we try our best to have common understanding through grace in Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we, give it, we have a time of giving where we, we sell the things that we owe to help people in need. We have a, a time of fellowship where we give our hearts uh, to him. We have a time of worship in the form of, of singing where we do our best to choose um, lyrics and songs um, that are just devoted to sharing how great God is and how great his son is. And we spend time meeting in each other's homes, breaking a bread, try to give each other healing and comfort. And we do our best to share our testimonies um, to people that we come in regular contact with of how much Jesus means to us and how much he changed our lives. That's what we try to do every Sunday morning. And what we try to do during the week as well as we meet with each other. If you are a part of a congregation or you're loosely involved in a congregation, I, I encourage you that to continue to go. Just find a community of people in a church setting and go. And see if you can find a group of people to do those things. And maybe your, your whole church is really good at doing that. Maybe they, they, they continue to do Acts 2 um, every single week, and they encourage you to do that and to be a part of that, like, if you have that, man, continue to be a part of that. that is, that's where it's at. And if you're in a, in a position where the, you only are in like one, you only have like one church, one or two options for church, that doesn't mean that you stop going just because there's slight sin involved. Any, any group of people are, is going to have sin. And that's why we have Jesus. And we need to continue to focus on that. Don't get bogged down by the, the, the selfishness of people. But continue to keep your eyes focused on the apostles' teaching of the fellowship, of the breaking of bread, of having common understanding in the Spirit, to um, continue to give to help people, spend time giving people healing and, and a promise of hope, and never forget to stop pointing people back to Jesus. That's what the church should be, and we need to continue to do that. I'm going to pray for our Wednesday, the rest of our Wednesday, as we try to put these things into practice, um, and for our Sundays as we gather together, which is so important. Uh, so let me pray for that. Dear and Father, I want to thank you so much for today. Uh, God, I, I ask that we kind of strip away all the things in our life, and we just focus on the most important things and the basics of faith that the apostles kind of share with us in the early Acts. Um, where 
we really devote ourselves to teaching and to fellowship and to healing and to breaking of bread and having common understanding and 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 we spend time healing each other um, we can we spend time confessing our sins to one another we we spend time going and doing outreach and, and pointing people back to Jesus of where they are of, of elevating people towards Christ we we do our best to do that and I pray that everything we do kind of filters through that and God when there's sin and there's selfishness involved in the church like we read it with Ananias and Sapphira I pray that we don't get frustrated and just leave um, because of that, but we realize sin happens, and we still end up pointing people back to, back to Jesus and back to grace. God, you are good. Ask this all in your son's name. Amen. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and the rest of your Wednesday until we meet together uh, next Wednesday. Um, God bless, and I'll see you guys soon.